welcome to Till Death to Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping the last episode of Married at First Sight, season 14, Boston, episode 20. Where are they now? My title for this episode is the Public Image Rehabilitation Tour. Mm hmm. So. Yeah, I will be not right. be referring to it as where are they now. <laughs> and it's also where were they in March? Indubitably. We are clearly have feelings about this and we will get more into it, but it feels important to remind everyone that this is the last episode that we will be recapping for season 14 and we will be taking a little break for almost a month, but you know maths, they keep us going round the clock. So we'll be back whenever the premiere episode is. I think it's either last week of June or first week of July. We will be back. In true us form. We have no idea when the season actually starts. <laughs> I know. We recap this show every for, week. For all we and know. And can't be bothered. The matchmaking special could be next week. No, it's not. I hope it's, it's not. not. They're doing a lot of filler shit that we are not going to pretend there's anything to recap for. We need a break, y'all. Yeah. We need a break. You need a break. Go have some fun in the sun. It's June. How is it possible? And a few things. We so rudely forgot to shout out some of our new um, Apple Podcast reviewers last week because we were so distraught with Reunion Part 2. So we need to do that right now. And we've actually gotten another one since. So we have Tiger Ping 59 Love you. CC underscore 257. Dream. Love to hear about people who accidentally have like stumbled upon us. That's like the best story to me. Wit underscore MKS. We love you. I personally want to shout you out for shouting out my imitations of some of the MAFS women. I really appreciate that I have a fan. And Toto0913. You made us really happy. Ruthie B, another found this podcast by mistake situation. Love. We love you guys and so appreciate you taking a minute to like out of your day to go and do that because it really helps us. It helps our podcast pop up more in all of the searches, whether people are on Google or on Apple Podcasts or any other platform. And it means the world. And I also love the, the how people like, I feel it feels very retro to read people's chosen usernames for specifically Apple Podcasts comments because it, it's not linked to literally anything like your Facebook or your Instagram or anything. So people, it like brings me back to like AOL Instant Messenger days in 2003. Mm. a lot of these names that are chosen. And so the one part with that is I never know how to identify any of you, like connect you to Instagram. So if you ever see yourself get shouted out on the story or anything, please DM us because we love to put a face to a name. But all of that to say your guys' reviews made our egos and our hearts feel warm and fuzzy inside. And you are helping us get to more people in time for season 15, which I personally believe that we can get to 60 reviews by the time season 15 starts. It's just a personal thought. What do you think about that? I think, you want to weigh in? I think it's a possibility. I'm ready for it. I feel ready for it. So, I mean, really, what is that? Just like one or two a week between now and then? We can do it, people. Do you want to use this opportunity before we get into the episode to tease a potential guest? Yes. That we may have. We, well, a little premature, but we have every intention of interviewing some people who have gone through the MAFS audition process and not made it on the season but have a lot of light to shed on what that part of the process looks like. Um, it's a long, arduous process just to get to wedding day. So I really hope to be able to put that out either the week before season 15 starts or like integrate it in some way into our first week back. So 
We will keep you posted there. And then the only other thing I'll say, um, just because we are not the most comfortable bringing it up every week, but we do have a account at buymeacoffee.com. We always put our specific personal link in the show notes that you can see in whatever podcast platform you are using. But we have full-time jobs and busy lives. And we put a lot of time and energy into putting this out every week. And it's something we have a lot of fun with, but sometimes it feels extremely like work as well, which we are so lucky to have fun work to do. But um, if you've been listening all season or for a couple seasons and you're enjoying what you're hearing and like you're we're hanging out with you on your commute to work every week or whatnot, and you feel so compelled to contribute to keeping the pod alive. Um, you can follow that personal link in the show notes. It's buy me a coffee slash till death do us. And you can send whatever you feel led to send. And with that, are we ready to get into this mostly waste of an episode? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, we all had to watch. We we're all committed to watching. We all probably wanted to turn our TV off at some point. Here's the thing I have to say. I know that we're sick of them giving us needless episodes and dragging things out that don't need to be dragged out. I will say, if you're gonna make us do an after the whole season thing and keep us excited, pretty smart to find a way to integrate another retreat, however stupid the premise is, pretty smart. I mean, retreats bring drama. Here's my thing with that. I, I guess there's no stakes to it anymore, though. I agree, but I also was under the impression that this retreat was going to be longer than a 15-minute scene at the end of a two-hour episode again. I was wondering all the buildup, like, what they better not be giving me a whole other episode. Like, can, I, what I don't need to see is Alyssa uh, talking to her a friend. a we didn't need to see. At... The re- the dog rescue. It's like we right. are not invested in your personal life. Literally, we are invested. We're not really invested in you, but our Period. little investment in you is related to everyone else here. I right. don't care about your job. I don't care like about these scenes that are clearly being shown to paint you in a better life. Like, I, what can do you, you just I just have give me? To say. Okay. What do you think? Like, why do the producers seem so invested in reshaping the Alyssa story? Like, why? Why? I don't know. What I do mean, you there's think something is? there. There's something there with the Lindsay stuff, like mm. in their relationship and how it has affected everyone in a way. I will. I just say, don't. Under- I don't understand it. I don't understand why. I will say that. I'm here, however fucking set up it does, of course, feel, with which I know a lot of the feedback is just like everything felt so staged. Oh, this was the man- manufacturing. <laughs> so it's the week of manufacturing. However, I am here for a cross-season redemption date for people that didn't have success. For people that deserve it. Yes. And again, so irritated that like Alyssa got to take I would say half the two hours of storyline for herself between this Ryan bullshit, dragging it out, going and meeting the girls to talk about it. Oh, you just had the idea? Should we all get a house this weekend? Crazy. Oh, did you hear that Lindsay's already in town? We should invite her. Oh, should I invite Ryan? I just, okay, I'll I'll invite him on the spot to Boston to get here in two days. And then I'll ask him when he gets here to go on this. Like all of this bullshit prompting was hysterical if it wasn't so fucking annoying. And somehow Alyssa, like, tell me the animal rescue visit, which lasts a total of what? Four minutes. Um, All you did was remind us that she's not actually that allergic to dogs because she arrived. She crouched. She held multiple dogs with a friend we've never met, and then left. Like, explain. Well, it's not even... I would love a producer to explain to me the animus behind including that scene. That's not even her job. It's a hobby. Literally. It's a hobby. She's a social media person. That's her job. And and where did that go? 
And where, why am I and invested? It doesn't, and it doesn't matter. You have no connection to this place. You're moving to Texas anyway to be with your right. cowboy. Like, it's just all. It's, it's just, so contrived. Ugh, it's awful. Makes me want to barf. I know. So, I mean, here's the thing. Because of all of, there's really so much less dissecting to do, right, be, uh, than a normal week. But let's just, like, kind of fly through the different events of the ep. And if anybody has any pressing thoughts. Okay, let's do it. So first we open with Lindsay sitting with her dad. She came as if she didn't come home once again, as if she did not get flown home from California specifically to go on a weekend retreat with people that she hates that hate her to get paid for the weekend. Yes. No, she came home to visit her dad. And oh, a side note is that she'll be signing her divorce papers. Which side, I mean, we'll get to this, but it needs to be said. Never seen this before in Mathis. Yeah, never in history. Like, which I I will say, like, I'm kind of here for that. Yeah, I guess so. I am for a dramatic divorce. Like, but yeah, they almost always act like like we never see the reality of what that means. So I I appreciated that. However, ridiculous it all was. But lol to Lindsay still recovering from the reunion. And also the convenience of how she woke up the day of the reunion and decided that she never needed to be around Mark again in her life. I was like, that's very convenient timing. Katina and Elijah Wan don't really care. Look at them be a couple in the apartment until we get what's basically our main Katina Elijah Wan theme of this episode, which is they are basically super codependent and don't spend time with anybody else in their lives except each other. Yeah. And it seems that Katina in particular finds this concerning worries that it's going to impact their chemistry, which tells me it already is a little bit for her. And it just keeps getting mentioned throughout the episode to the point where like, sometimes he acts like he totally agrees. And sometimes he acts like we'll see and I'm like, excuse me, what? The only thing that I can take away pretty clearly here is something tells me Elijah Wan has been keeping her quite isolated and hasn't wanted her to have her abundant social life again. Hmm. It's one thing to not want her to be clubbing throughout the week, but like, the fact that this was such a big thing that she had to propose it on national TV in front of him. What do you think about us having like one night a week with our friends? Concerning. An inference can be made for sure. A, a strong inference. <laughs> Are you telling me that you didn't like sort of get that the more it kept getting brought up? Because there's even a point where they talk about like, okay, let's do the once a week thing. And oh, it's like, yeah, this will probably be good for us. And she's like, I think it's going to be really good for us. And he's like, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you're probably like, right. What are yeah. You God. And here's the thing. I would like to say that there is some relatability that I think that you and I have talked about with some of our friends when they newly move in together. When we newly moved in together and we were super young, you're so used to having slumber party energy and like every minute that you're with each other, like you're so used to hanging out that then you move in together and you sort of re realize like, because uh, at first, oftentimes the instinct is to like basically hang out nonstop. Like, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? Mm -hmm. You watching TV? Do you want to go outside? Do you want to, you know? And we've laughed about how that was sort of a tricky transition for us for a while. And I feel like we still once in a while have to kind of like, I mean, it's easy now. But like we have to like sometimes call it out like, oh, we're we can do our own thing. Okay, yeah. bye. I'm yeah. reading outside or I'm taking a nap for no reason or I'm calling my friend like, yeah, do whatever you will. I don't want to see you right. I now. don't want to see your face. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that can definitely be a transition from like honeymoon stage, moving in and figuring out your new groove of what does it mean to spend time together intentionally, but also give each other space and have our own lives, it can take a second to figure out when you move in together. So for like, that's the side of me that wants to just give them the benefit of the doubt that this isn't really that big of a deal. But obviously I have all of my red flag things up 
from their whole history. And so when it kept coming out, coming kept coming up throughout the episode and I felt like Katina was more so the driver of it, mm. I started to wonder, okay, I could see Elijah Wan almost even like acting like that wasn't allowed or that was weird or no, we're married now. We only hang out with each other, you know, yeah. and because of all of his rigid shits. So that is that. Mark has Chris and Steve over. We intro with him needing to fix his rotating litter box. A litter box from 30, <laughs> 20, 80 like from the future. I don't know what this thing was. I've <laughs> never seen anything like before. <laughs> we do not have cats. But yeah, I've ne- I've never. But like I'm like really you're going to ask you're I can't figure out is the premise of the hang coming over to fix Mark's sh- defunct litter box? No, the premise is we got to come up with any solution in the world to get these people together. That's the thing. Okay, it, babe. That's what it is. Yeah. Seriously. Like Chris uh like Olajuwon and Shark going shopping for a shirt. You know, right. uh, let's get them together. Oh, this well, litter box. Well, that actually makes sense. Okay. It's like, you know oh, I, mean? I gotta, like, I need my boys to come over and help me put the screen door back on. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. I get what you're saying. Uh, it was funny. I'm like, really? Your guest, your right. bud is going to walk in and you're going to be like, need help with my rotating litter box now. They didn't even fix it. I was elated. To as, see as was I. that with the departure of Lindsay came the reemergence of word art and a special kind of word art, which is decal word, word art. Decal art. And decal word art. Somehow, in a matter of like a month, unless he went ahead and put up an old decal paragraph that was already fucked up, there is a full on paragraph in the living room behind Steve's head and it l- appears that like it's very there's a bunch of corners ripped off oh really like it looks oh. all messed up and I'm like okay you either put this on wrong or this is literally from the roach uh bed bugs apartment and you think you can reuse this which is unacceptable my favorite one uh, and this was a new one I hadn't seen yeah, this one. Yeah, that one looked new. Was it it said think outside the box and there was a box and I think one of the words was outside of the decal of the box mm-hmm. and Very clever. I Very thought witty. Deep. <laughs> I pondered on it for uh, Yeah, it a was great. It was a great little memory lane moment. What we get out of this is Chris is flying Olivia from the New Orleans season, Olivia and Brett. Brett was the a-hole. He was the douche. Um, and they are going to have a little date as well. Um, and, and then we find out Noi still hasn't moved in with Steve. And they're still not seeing eye to eye on the amount of children. That's when these things sort of start to emerge. And Steve has someone for Shark. F- oh right, sister, right. Or a sister's friend, friend, friend. like old yes. coworker or yeah. something. So then, from there, we get the Alyssa and her rescue, which we really already talked about. I just want to quote her. It's been really hard with the hate and the negativity, but I think that I'm really finally ready to let go of everything. And I just put no. This feels like Christine and Selling Sunset. She's gaslighting America after behaving like shit. And then she makes a fucking joke about her good person thing as if she's about to turn this into a tagline like she's Luann from Real Housewives of New York, which is absolutely unacceptable. You don't, you have not earned that. Again, you were on TV for seven days. You don't get a tagline. You don't. And I know that like, the difference between I'm a good person being funny and suddenly not funny is Alyssa deciding that she's laughing with us. Yes. And I'm like, no. Yeah. No, you're a bitch. We're not laughing with you. We're laughing at you. And you can't act like you didn't say it fully in earnest for seven days straight and not look like an idiot. Yeah. It's ridiculous. She's and trying to like reclaim. And I'm like, no. I'll you bring don't get this to. up here. But she talks about how Ryan is exactly the person 
she was asking for as right. of Brett and Ryan from Houston right. season. And this whole, I think we may have touched it on, on it in past episodes, this whole cowboy thing about how she, like her thing is like, I asked for a cowboy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, you didn't. You didn't ask for a cowboy. And now I'm moving to Texas to find my cowboy. And I'm like, give me a freaking break. This is a new invention. If you were asked for Ryan or asked for a cowboy, you wouldn't have been matched up with someone in Boston. Like, it's just, I'm like, and also, have you seen Yellowstone? It's not that romantic, okay? <laughs> Dating a cowboy seems hard for all the women on that show. So, I don't know. Like, I'm just saying. I just, it's, it's well, bullshit. Well, that's fine. That's her thing. She's likes that. But, but it seems like this new invention about, it's a way to explain away why right. why Chris didn't work for her. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's about the type of, per- it's about the person, the personality, not this, does he have a cowboy hat and boots? Like, come on. Yeah. But also. I have nothing against cowboys. I'm just saying. Also, Ryan was a bit of a tool and a bit of an aloof tool. And they make a lot of sense, but I can't wait to get into where this goes. They make a lot of sense, but they don't deserve to be here. Ryan doesn't deserve to be here. Like, not that he was a total, like, mean person, but it's like, you didn't try in your marriage. It's like, why are we giving people that didn't try and didn't really make any sort of sacrifices whatsoever any amount of screen time? Yeah. I'm with you on that, but more so with Alyssa than Ryan. I mean, Ryan's not one of my favorites. I don't want him to find love as much as I want Chris to find love, but it makes for good TV. Yeah. So, okay. Jeffy, Elijah Wan, and Mike. This was so interesting. So, Jeffy is from the original Boston season, the one that uh, MTS tried to get on and didn't make it. Season six. He's been with his person, Shawnee's, for five years now. I think they have at least one baby. Um, and him and Elijah Wan went to college together. Crazy small world. They talk about stuff. I mean, really the main thing here, other than like him validating Elijah Wan that like learning how to live together is an adjustment time and it takes a while to get in a groove. Michael uses the time to basically make it clear that he feels like Jasmina completely played him at the reunion and that he... All of that shit she said about how he did nothing, he's was so horrified, but he completely shut down, which makes so much sense because all we were talking about last week was like Michael didn't speak and apparently he very consciously shut down. And he says he kept trying to set up dates with her. He took care of her dogs. And then there was a point where he had a realization that like he was the only one trying is his side of the story. And so he just stopped talking to her. Interesting. I mean, we just walk away from that like, oh, Michael has a bone to pick and doesn't feel like he's gotten full closure. Okay, we have something that he's going to need to address at the the thingy, Mm -hmm. the retreat. Then we have Katina, Jasmina, Alyssa get drinks. This is so annoying. Alyssa is being treated as if she is a main, once again, a main cast member, someone who was team building with these girls all, all season. And like, look. For all intents and purposes, it appears that that Jasmina and Katina really did view her as a friend. But there's this part of me that thinks that Alyssa is the one who's been in, insistent on, oh, well, we have a connection. Hey, girls. Hey, girls. How's it going? Hey, girls. Want to meet up for drinks? Hey, girls. Like, I just see it that way. And they've just never hated her. So they were always like, sure. I mean, she's pretty harmless once we hang out. It's mostly you and me talking anyway because we're BFFs. That is my, that is how I imagine this actual relationship dynamic is. For sure. I don't know if it's real, but that's my guess. Well, I mean, it's funny. At the end, she announces, you know, she's going to Texas. And there's no like, oh, we're going to miss you so much. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's a great way of breaking it down. That's probably exactly what it is. (laughs) But then, like, tell me the fuck why Alyssa is the one who supposedly initiates 
this group retreat. We should just like get a house together. What if we went away for what the if weekend? We like got away together and like got a house. I'm like, oh my God. She was just desperate to like have a chance to hit it off with a dude on camera. Yeah, that's it. Mostly a snore fest. And then we have Noi and Steve. Making bla- bla- backsplash. Making a new backsplash. I'm a little confused by this here. So Deeply confused. The Noi says that she needs more time to process this marriage before we move in together. And I'm like, it's process the marriage. Been five that months. Me. Yeah. Like, I'm just. Well, and then this is the thing with Noi. Like, she just doesn't make sense half the time. So she's not ready to move in because there's a lot of home and because she needs to process the marriage. She still needs time to process it while she's in it. But then also there's a lot of home improvement projects that she would like to be done in Steve's place before she moves in. Deeply confused why they're fixing everything up if they have no intention of raising their kids here. And I'm just like, let me get this straight. We have zero fears or qualms over having exactly three children. But you can't get your head around moving in with your husband, who you have already lived with, until we have a new backsplash? When, like, backsplash doesn't, like, rank (laughs) high on home improvement things that need to be done. No, it's just, like, white subway tile trying to be. Before someone moves in to a place. It's so confusing. I can't move in. Have you seen the backsplash? I mean, here's the thing. Maybe it's the LED lights. Maybe she wants him to get the, take down the LED lights. What I gather, I mean, that would be valid, honestly. If I was going to be like, I, I still need to process a lot, and I can't move in with you until you take down all of your LED light cords. Um, but maybe that would be me not really accepting him or loving him for who he is. Who can say? I mean, I would want the LED lights down before I want a new backsplash. Yeah, so I'm with exactly. you Exactly. Yeah, I just, she confuses me. And then we end up like, we can just skip ahead to say that like we end up finding out later at the retreat that now that the backsplash is done, she would love to move in sooner. So now she would love to move in three months instead of six months. I just feel like she plays these games with Steve. And when she can find something that she can hold power and sort of wield over him for a little bit, it's not actually a deal breaker, but she loves to make it seem like it is. And then at the end, she goes, surprise, I'm actually going to do the thing that you originally wanted, but I wanted to make it super hard for us to get here. I have seen Noi, watched Noi on this show for, I don't know how many, what's it been, like three months, four, four months. months? And I understand her <laughs> less than I did at the wedding day. Yeah. She's just quirky. I just I can't I can't figure out. She's not strange. gonna pretend to try to figure her out. Yeah. Um I just Steve, you're very patient. Yes. Bless you. Okay, then we see Chris and Olivia go on their igloo, heated igloo date. There's really nothing else to report except they seem like a great match. I mean, this isn't like fireworks sparkling. No, but, it's a little clunky. But, but they're not the kind of people that I see that happening for. They they're a little more awkward and like they feel like a great match. I mean, it's probably not going to work because they're across states. I think he's come out and said he's with someone now, and I don't believe it's Olivia. Okay. Yeah, she's my a whole, redhead. I took a screenshot from something on Reddit. My whole thing with this and just seeing Chris on a date was I wish he would have gotten a shot. Yeah, Because I, I totally. really would have liked to see how he would have handled this. Like, he's pretty level-headed. Yeah. And it just would have been fun to see him get like his his story get played out on here. Um and that's made me wistful. Yeah. Um, I agree. I definitely agree. We have and then we have Alyssa and Ryan go on their bowling date. Mm-hmm. And she's so touched that he flew all the way here just to see her and I'm like girl, he flew all the way here to be on TV and get a paycheck. And, oh, it was a plus that you weren't, like, a heinous person physically. Um, But he did make it clear within minutes of being together that he's seen her cry, like, 40 times. 
And it made me write in caps, LOL, how could you watch Alyssa on TV and knowingly be like, yep, I'm getting on a plane to go on a date with that one. <laughs> like, explain it to me. Like, nothing is more transparent that this was about a paycheck than that. It would have been better to find out that, like, Ryan doesn't really watch when he's not on it. Like, he hasn't seen this season yet. Or, no. Like, she was the actual villain for the whole first month this show was on. And he was like, yep, I'm coming. <laughs> oh, boy. So that's she, really she all I had to take him. away from that. Oh, right. Yeah. That's when she invites him. I have a crazy idea. It's so crazy. Like, do you like want to like come away? We're like getting a place like. <laughs> Why did I write this literally completely randomly in between sections? Why do I feel like Noy and Steve are going to break up in the next year? There were some Whoa. awkward looks. Just some awkward. There was just some awkwardness between. It them. almost felt like, oh, there's more strain going on behind closed doors. Yeah, but there you was guys just aren't some awkwardness. I didn't. You, if you watched, which if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you watched. You, you can just see some facial expressions. Some I don't know. It just there was a little. Maybe it was just pure coincidence. Um, yeah, but I felt leading, weird. I just was like. There's something weird going on here, and I feel like Steve is not down. Yeah. That being said, we get a Steve and Noy babysitting adventure. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Hilarious. Because <gasps> let me break down the dynamics here. What are the kids? Yeah, I'm bad at this. There was probably like 11, 10. No. Probably like 864. 864. Okay, 864. It is so funny and transparent when you get um when you when you find five seven maybe okay (laughs) (laughs) it is so funny when you have eager babysitters who have not Mm -hmm. done a lot of babysitting Mm -hmm. who are eager and they just come with activity 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 not really thinking anything through the first activity that they do is making bath bombs which looks like the messiest, most ridiculous. I've heard it's a really shitty endeavor and that you shouldn't do it because it's impossible to get them solid. But also, right, like why does a four, six, and eight-year-old need a bath bomb? Explain it to me. But it's just like the, there's so much, uh, I mean, there's just crap everywhere. It's, <laughs> it's getting everywhere. So then we go into that, which it's, don't get me wrong, making pizzas are cute. But once again, sauce everywhere, flowers going places, noise, you know, trying to scold slash redirect. Babe, that's what you do with kids. Okay. I've babysat before, and it's just funny because you can tell, obviously, you're going to be overwhelmed at the end of it if you come with all of these ambitious ideas. That's what I'm trying to say. You're gonna activity. And so in a way, I'm happy because it once again, this was the first time that Noi actually realize it's like she viewed parenting like coordinating a summer camp for children yeah you know like she well all you're gonna do is just have a lot of fun and do fun stuff together (laughs) and i literally wrote at the beginning of this like steve needs to drop this i cannot believe he's still harping like just let the time come and then by the end i was like you know what it fucking worked. Like, he knows her at this point. He knows. Like, he just has to show her. Otherwise, like, she cannot compute changing her point of view without, like, literally being in the thick of the experience. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, I just had a thought. You know, three is a lot. <laughs> and I th- I'm like, oh, my God. Of course. Of course. But, yeah, it was it was cute. And I felt like Steve got exactly what he needed to get out of that situation. Yeah. It was kind of hilarious. Okay. Let's get to Alyssa and Ryan. Yeah, this two. is gold. We had Mark's date with the Steve's friend. It was fine. It was Nothing. cute. It was cute. Like, She's cute. Whatever. I would have much rather, like. They would be really cute, but something tells me they probably never hung out again. No. So, Alyssa 
and Ryan. And Ryan meet up the next day, okay? They just hung out last night. They meet the next day for like coffee or something. She feels that Ryan has betrayed her. Because they've been in a long relationship together. She has since been informed after she reached out to all the guys in the cast, which also can we talk about how fucking annoying it is that she acts so chummy with all of them. I I don't know know what. It's so forced. And Steve is not buying it because I saw the way he interacted with her in that kitchen. And he was like, we're not buddies. Stop. Mm. Okay. But she apparently texted all the dudes to be like, hey, just a heads up. Another guy is coming, Ryan from Houston. And they all went, oh, shit. I think he's been talking to Lindsay. I think they have a thing. And he kind of wanted to get with her. So she puts him on the spot in this, like, very specific way. He, She feels betrayed because they have been talking for weeks. And she's been very honest about how, you know, you know that Lindsay spreads lies about me. And that you would never mention this. And it doesn't matter. And then he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We've been DMing very, like, innocuously in the last two weeks. And she's like, well, no, I've heard that you've been on FaceTime. And he's like, she literally video called me via Instagram twice, which honestly does not surprise me. Sounds like something Lindsay would 100% do. And anyways, you can tell he she's going on and on saying the the richest things to be coming out of her mouth in particular. She had to be mistreated at the end of this. It right. had to it had to eventually get to a place where someone mistreated her. her. So one tiny inconsequential thing turns into like they're having their own decision day. Well, and you here's know? what's great. In her mind, It's not inconsequential at all. It's fucking massive because she is, she, this Lindsay drama is like the most interesting thing that's happened to her in the last three months. You can tell. And it's big. She refers to her as an enemy and she basically goes back and forth. She can't fully decide why she's upset, right? So at first it's, I don't even care that you guys are friends. It's not about you being friends. It's about that you, like, were honest with me and, like, there wasn't honest communication, you know? And 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 to hear that you're talking to my sworn enemy, I mean, it's just, it's like, okay, wait, so what is it? Is it that he, it's not about that he's friends with her, but it's about that he didn't tell her. But actually, how could you even talk to someone that you know is my enemy? She called her an enemy. That's hilarious so she can't decide and obviously we all know my nemesis what's really the trigger here she cannot stomach the fact that a guy that she would oogle over might also flirt with Lindsay because she hates Lindsay's guts and so she probably thinks everything about Lindsay sucks and so for her that almost says something about her and Ryan, that Ryan would want to speak to both of them. You know, I just, I love that, like, you can just tell that fact in and of itself, like, shatters her soul. Yeah. So you can and tell Ryan Ryan's is like, just like. Okay, I don't need any of this shit. I'm, I'm yeah, he's got his Houston. classic he's like, Ryan right. Aloof face. He's like, yeah. she. So basically she uninvites him from the retreat because that would be the worst thing that could happen is to have him in the same retreat house and her not to be able to just walk around and like have him be her arm candy. But oops, he actually knows Lindsay, her sworn NMA. And that watching him giggle with her, you know, would be like a true horror. So yeah, Ryan is having none of it. He's like, okay, bye. (laughs) I mean, he's like, I wasn't dishonest. I think in his mind, he's like, I barely fucking know you. Like, I don't owe you any more than anybody else in your cast right now. Like, this is all for shits and giggles right now, as far as I'm concerned. The only thing I will give her is if she hadn't found this out, And she had shown up to the retreat. And then we find out, we watch this like reunion of Ryan and Lindsay and we find out that they're buddies too. It would have been great TV and it would have been really fucking weird. And if I was in her position, which I hate to even say, 
I would have probably been really confused and upset that that at the bare minimum, it just hadn't even come up that you knew her. Yeah. But I don't want to give her any of that because, again, she's a seven day cast member, which in my mind means she doesn't count and she shouldn't even have been invited to this retreat. That's essentially so we get to the retreat. That's she, you know, Alyssa has got to share her betrayals um, with the girls (laughs) and, you know, whatever. But I will. That is kind of the main point of it. And that's the one thing that I'll give her as well. Okay. This one night retreat where everyone gets wasted by the end of yeah. the night. I love how everyone is repping their own merch. Did you catch this? So Alyssa's- All I caught was, oh, you're right. Okay, Alyssa's wearing her- I'm a I'm good a nice, person. I'm a good person sweatshirt. has a new t-shirt. In a different font that says, I'm talking with you, not at you. Right. With Saw an exclamation that. point. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? Everyone's got their own line of merch. This is insane. <laughs> Too bad Steve didn't have a shirt from his song. He needs to make some shirts. Alyssa is like, comes into the kitchen. She is just really trying to like traipse into every room that the cameras are in and show everyone that she is so cool now and that you what you guys saw was a true aberration. Look at how fucking cool chick I actually am. Like I can hang with the guys. I can drink booze. I can tell a joke. I can giggle at stuff. Like you can just tell. Like this whole thing was a PR mission for her. So she like sidles into the room with the guys cooking and is like, "What's what are you guys up to? This is crazy. What are you making?" And then, of course, that's the perfect time for Lindsay to arrive. Which, wait, we totally skipped over divorce conference room. You're right. All that needs to be mentioned, really? From that, oh my God, we're all over the place. This is why it's so much easier when we have normal weeks, because we can just go couple to couple. Lindsay's outfit on divorce day. Like, whoa, baffling, baffling, truly baffling. The mink. It was a statement. It was like this big fur coat. Shout out Mathis memes for a Burlington Coat Factory <laughs> reference. <laughs> I know. I loved that. You can see that reposted on, on the Instagram. <laughs> but she is wearing that, a long leather black skirt. It's like she's going a, to a, it's a like theater her, performance yeah. in New York City. But then no makeup. <laughs> And I was like, this is so weird. Like, something tells me this is your idea of what a modern woman wears to her divorce proceedings. It was you know? like, like Corella so DeVille-esque in a different trying, way. Yeah, it but was like so... not even fully the assignment that she yeah. apparently gave herself. Mark, I like a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like surprisingly pretty drama free. And I believe that that was the time that she gave him a true blue apology. So she's for definitely the, on her apology tour this weekend. Yeah, specifically for the bowling, bowling moment and how horrific it was. Someone tell me why it took her two months to do that. She could have called him or texted him at any time after the reunion and said that. And I think because it's, it's not on camera. It's pathetic that it took her this long to say that after. She basically admits that this was that at the reunion was the first time she'd actually seen that scene and it was so embarrassing for her. And I'm like, good. It should have been, but it shouldn't have taken you two months to say sorry yeah. because it means that that actually happened like six months ago. Anyway, we digress. We move back forward. So Lindsay is like in remnants of her divorce ensemble as she's like, She's the last one there. She's late. She's like trying to get up the driveway with her shit. And she like walks into the kitchen and it's like, bam, like Alyssa and Mark, like two of the people that she wanted to see the least right there. I was like, this is so awkward. Oh, and Steve is cooking her dinner, you know, like Steve Steve and Alyssa on the stovetop. Like you could tell. Like Alyssa's job was to stir beans and you could tell she was just like stirring these beans. These beans are getting stirred. I'm not turning around right now. (laughs) Which she made a point of. So then we get, I mean, literally there's a couple apologies left on this apology tour before everybody just gets wasted and it's, or DTRs, if you will, just important talks. So Michael, Michael awkwardly bachelor interrupts Olivia talking to Jasmina, which I'm like, dude, Olivia has no one 
She is already not a social butterfly. Jasmina has gone out of her way to give her some attention, and you just fucking ruined her time because you went, excuse me, can I have her for a minute? Can I steal you for can a I sec? Can I steal you for a sec? Which I need to interject here. Hmm. As this is happening, and they walk in, Michael interjects and takes Jasmina to another room to have a conversation. This hasn't happened in weeks, so I'm bringing it back for the last episode of the year. We hear music over the top, and it is, You stole, you stole my heart. <laughs> this is for them too? Yes. Good job, babe. Thank you. For Thank those you. of you OG listeners, we used to do song lyrics of the week. Well, and, you did. Uh, and by we, I mean me. And because I do feel like they've improved their music ca um, catalog a little bit. Yeah. This one just stood out to me. Like I could hear it. But we've it always over laughed at like yeah. all the lyrics they choose are very on the nose. Yeah. They're always very on there. It's like, oh, you're telling me what I'm supposed to feel in this scene. Yeah. And it always makes us laugh. But then it got very exhausting trying to track them all. So good job. Anywho. Um, Essentially, they both feel wronged by each other. Yeah, like, they both basically say, think the exact same thing about really each other. There's really nothing to say. No. You played me. No, you played me. Jasmina no, you basically were says, I felt the same way. I felt like we got on stage. And one of your first descriptions of us is that you just stopped hearing from me. And I was like, What are you talking about? And he's like, oh, I was trying every day. And she's like, they just are not. I, it's, it's he thinks he's trying when he takes her dogs out. She's like, you don't FaceTime me. You don't say, how's your day? Michael, ha they both have work to do. And they both trigger this, this cycle with each other that they just cannot get out of. So Eve, I just felt like, what a bummer that all these months later, Michael, like, gears himself up to get his closure and speak his truth. And he kind of ends up doing what Michael always does, which is he ends up shutting down when he doesn't like what the other person is saying, which obviously we like more because it's less combative, right? But when you really step back, it's a little lame. It's like, come on, Michael. Like, this was your last shot. You don't know when you're seeing her again. Like, don't fucking shut down and go stonewall. Like, also, it's, stand up for yourself. It's stupid closure. The closure is what you said about me at the reunion that I tried. It's, I mean, it's not I get him wanting to like be like, I feel like you lied about me if you feel that way. But she basically comes back and is like, well, I feel like you lied about me. Yeah. It's just around and it's around dumb. we go. They're stuck in the same cycle forever and it is a bummer, but it's also, it was a reminder. Like, it doesn't matter all the potential we think that we've ever seen in them as a future unit. Like, they can't figure it the fuck out. No. And it, we just end up in a repeat cycle. And then... Two more apologies left. <laughs> the apology tour. So next stop, we go Lindsay and Steve. And awkwardly have noise sidle up halfway through. And she acts like she just came in from another room, but she was clearly hiding and listening because... She literally walks in and goes, so are you understanding, like, what he's saying? Can I interject? <laughs> like, what? It's so weird. Yeah, it's it was awkward. So but weird. I have to say, I thought that Lindsay did a good apology here. I thought she was genuine. I thought it was genuine. I thought it was humble. I generally feel like this weekend, Lindsay has come home tired humble and kind of not giving any fucks, but in the correct kind yeah. of not giving yeah. fucks way. And look, a day late and a dollar short and a something, 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 you know, it's way. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> All phrases that relate to like too little, too late. But I still thought that it was refreshing after watching this person who has made my stomach squirm so much in the last four months to just give a real deal, comprehensive, accountable apology mm -hmm. where she addressed all of it. And she actually said, yes, I know I need to work on it. Not just this bullshit. Like, we all have lessons in yeah, life. Yeah. It was like real. And I appreciated that. And then... Alyssa pulls Chris aside. Can I steal you for a sec? 
for a big like moment on camera. I thought it was crap. Whatever. I guess it's the best apology he's gotten out of her. I didn't feel like I heard an apology. No, well, she didn't quite apologize. It was her I way of apologizing. I wish things were different. We Happy both wish it was different, I'm sure. Someone. Wish you the best. Okay. Yeah. That's what I have to say about it. Yeah, it was wowsy. Anyway. I was like, if you're going to just say the same verbiage, why are we here? Yeah. Other than you want a moment in your nighttime makeup and outfit, and you would like one last stitch effort at being seen as a good person. Yes. Alas, all is well with everyone. It's time to drink, play flip cup, toast each other, and that is- Wear furry jackets and dance. Wear Burlington Coat Fair (laughs) indoors, and alas, the end. We the made end. it. Congratulations, everyone. We made it. Congratulations to us all. Do you have any, like, final takeaways? I guess, I mean, I'm happy that there are two couples that made it out. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite two couples. No. Ever. Yeah, I mean, it's always difficult when it gets to this point in the year. You've seen so much of them, and you kind of know all of the faults and everything. I just, I hope, and I mean this sincerely, I really hope there's some attitudes that have changed as a result of them being on this show. Because mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done. We all have a lot of work to be done, mm-hmm. whether or not we were on the show or not. And so, you know, I just wish everyone the best. <laughs> I really do. Wow. From the bottom of That's my beautiful. heart. I'm getting excited, I will say, for San Diego. We have never had maths on the West Coast. It took 14 seasons to get y'all over on our side of the country. And so I'm excited because we're obviously Southern California natives. We don't live in San Diego, but, like, we know Yeah, I'm very excited to see what the casting's like, um, the matches. I'm ready to get hurt again. (laughs) I'm <laughs> ready to get her all over again after we take a little break. A much needed break. Thank you guys so much for listening all season. It's been so fun watching our listenership grow and engagement on social media grow. And yeah, we just have fun. We're husband and wife and we'd be screaming from the couch at this anyway. So the fact that we get to do what we already do and do it with a bunch of people, like a bunch of other people. And process with you guys. It's such a joy. So thank you for listening every week. We hope you have an amazing time off of maths and that we will see you here promptly. Season 15, episode one. Bye. (laughs) Okay, bye. Testing. Testing. Test, testing. Testing.